the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4, and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com on the app. Thanks for tuning in. Plenty of sun the rest of the day, 95 the high, down to 74, some clouds. Tomorrow's sunny for a bit, maybe some clouds and shower or two or thunder shower as the day progresses. Tomorrow's high, 93. Sunday on the cloudy side, a couple more showers and thunder showers possible. A little cooler, Sunday's high, 86. Phillies are home this evening. They have a couple of games going on. First pitch actually in a few minutes, game one of a doubleheader against Miami, and then Game 2 is 30 minutes after Game 1 concludes. Keep in mind that this season, at least, they are doing seven-inning doubleheaders. There's talk of going back to nine innings. Uh, Of course, they did the seven-inning thing as part of last year's COVID response, and uh, the conditioning the players were not able to maybe get in as good condition as they wanted to or uh, all the challenges they had last year. And some people said, let's... Let's keep going with that seven-inning doubleheader. It can be a long a long night if you got back-to-back nine-inning games and one of them goes extra innings, so we'll see how that plays out for next year. But for tonight, 4.05, and then 30 minutes afterwards, game two starts. They do have fireworks planned for tonight as well. Also in sports, game five of the NBA Finals is tomorrow night at 9. Very interesting series. Milwaukee and Phoenix tied at two games apiece. Two franchises that have not, uh, well, only one's won a uh, NBA championship. Milwaukee, back in, I think it's 1971, and Phoenix has never won in 53 years of its existence. So one of them has to have something fun to celebrate within the next week when the series wraps up. It's our famous Friday show, and Victoria's in the house. Hello, Victoria. How are you doing today? Hello. It's been a while. Has been. You've been busy. You've been helping our sister station out for a while. Uh, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. Chris DeGaulle does that morning show there. He joins us every now and again, too. Yes. And how was that experience? Was it a lot of fun for you? It was hectic. Uh, getting up at 3.30 in the morning is um, interesting. Yeah, to say the least. But I got a lot of great experience uh, on that show and maybe can learn some things I can bring to this show, possibly, or help out. So, yeah, it was a good experience. That's good. That's good. Well, today's show is going to be a fun one, as you know. Yes, On the back end, we have that Now That's Punny segment, our Groner Jokes uh, segment, which is always a lot of fun to cap the week off with. Before then, though, coming up in a few minutes... We have U.S. Senator Bob Casey joining us, and uh, this is in conjunction with, there's always stuff going on, but I got a press release about a a $7 million grant that's going to be coming to the uh, Philadelphia International Airport to help improve parts of that, including the taxiways where the planes themselves are doing their thing, which you certainly, if you're going to pick one spot, you want to improve the airport as much as you'd like new chairs or a faster escalator or this or that. Or those things, but what do you get on it and it just kind of walks it, it walks you down? Have you ever been one of those? 
What are they, what are they called? Uh, I know that like ways or something, I don't like know. an escalator type thing, but it's just one level, and it's just I forget what they're called. Yeah, but well, yeah, th- those are the ones where I mean, those are nice too, especially walking around a big airport. But <laughs> you want to make sure where the planes are taking off and landing are in tip top shape as possible. So I believe that's part of what this is about. So we'll chat with him, which is pretty cool. Also, Philadelphia Eagles kicker David Akers is going to be joining us. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend. We've had a neat partnership with the uh, Ocean City Tabernacle the last few years, and they have uh, often uh, athletes or speakers or pastors come in. They do the Sunday morning thing, which is what David is doing, 8.30 a.m. and uh, 10.30 a.m. doing the speaking. And at night, it's Laura Story at 7 o'clock doing a free concert. She's done songs like Mighty to Save and Blessings. And so that's uh, something to look forward to. You can get more information on that. OC Tab, or Tabernacle, I should say. I'm getting too, I'm getting too informal. OC Tabernacle. Dot org is where you can find out more information about David Akers and Laura Story this coming Sunday in Ocean City, New Jersey. But first things first, quick break. We'll come back and uh, welcome aboard U.S. Senator Bob Casey in just a couple moments. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 4.09 on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app. He is the senior U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania, first elected in 2006. He's the first Democrat in Pennsylvania to win three consecutive terms in the Senate, was reelected in 2012 and 2018. It was the Auditor General for a number of years and the Treasurer in Pennsylvania. Talking about U.S. Senator Bob Casey joining our program. Hello, sir. Tim, good to be with you. Thank you. For sure. You know, uh, we get a lot of press releases from all sorts of places, and your office uh, sends out uh, you know different news announcements periodically. And one came across my desk that I thought was pretty interesting about the federal funding approved for the uh, Philadelphia International Airport. I wonder if you could just share about that backstory and and how you you know are part of that process. Well, Tim, thanks so much. I don't think I have to prove to anyone how important the airport is to the region, uh, and that's true of any region. We've got places in Pennsylvania where you have a a big airport like the one in Philly or Pittsburgh, but then a lot of smaller ones in, in more rural communities. So they are, in, in any community, the economic lifeblood for the region. Um, and the airport recently has um, innovated to take more, take on more flight operations, which means both more, more economic growth and, and, and job creation. And so we want to make sure we're doing everything possible to support the airport the additional federal funding that we were uh, announcing was part of the American Rescue Plan passed way back in March, and that that's why we wanted to make sure that this $7 million in funding would not only go to the airport, but know that it's going to go to improve existing uh, taxiways. That's apparently the, the where the, the dollars will be spent. Yeah. Um, and if you, have, if you improve those taxiways, you have safer landings and takeoffs, obviously. So it's good. Good investment in the airport, but really in the region. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of different, each story is its own. And to the extent where you're learning that funds are coming versus campaigning on behalf of what the needs are or having to make specific cases for specific projects. So in this case, is it more of it was part of the bigger package and plan and you hear about it and then you think about how to distribute, how to best use or just curious how those things work? Yeah, it depends upon the program and the the circumstance. But but uh, when you have federal money available 
and a particular entity, in this case the airport, if they meet the criteria for um, for uh, the opportunity to seek the funding, then they have to make the case about what the funding will be used for. But because the rescue plan was really the last of the so-called COVID bills starting, you know, we had even before the CARES Act of late March of 2020, we had three COVID bills before that. CARES was the biggest but that was number three. Then you had smaller bills, and when I say smaller, <laughs> not 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 uh, small by most people's estimates, uh, sometimes a few hundred billion. Um, but then you had the December bill and then the rescue plan. So really in total about maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe seven different bills between March of 20 and March of 21. Wow. So there won't be any, there won't be any, any additional COVID bills now we're into a whole new phase on the broader conversation about infrastructure. How uh, how closely do you remain connected? Obviously, you're doing so many different things. So a project like this, you're, it's obviously important to you and the state but and the city of Philadelphia. But uh, then you have other things grabbing your attention. So do you kind of check in periodically to, you know, timetable-wise, see how things are going? Because in the end, you want to be accountable and be able to say, hey, this was used for what it was, you know, or maybe there are other people who are more closely connected to how that plays out. Yeah, I think that follow-up is important to inspire taxpayer confidence that their dollars are being well spent. And so that's, I have an obligation to stay in touch um, and to be to be blunt and practical about it. Most of that follow-up work is done by, by really capable and engaged staff who always know more about it topic than any senator does just don't tell any senator that <laughs> but but uh but yeah that follow-up is important because um there you know we live in an era you know we live in a time when people get very frustrated when they see the dollars are spent and there's no result i do think that i at least i hope and i can't measure this but i hope this is true that because of the way the federal government responded to the covid 19 crisis with the cares act and with the rescue plan and with so many other pieces of legislation, as you know, several trillion dollars, that I hope that elevated the confidence people had that government can respond in a crisis, can respond effectively and efficiently, and all of that is important. And I just think that follow-up helps to um, inspire that kind of confidence that we're spending money that will change people's lives in in a positive way or, or make a good investment in the community. Folks tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. U.S. Senator Bob Casey, kind enough to take time out of his busy day to chat with us for a few minutes. You know, I try to put myself in other people's shoes as I think through questions to talk about when I have guests on. And I'm thinking to do your job with a wide variety of subjects to be informed in and engage on. Is that as challenging as it appears? And, and how do you try to handle that challenge? Well, it is challenging when you represent a, you know, a broad and, or I should say a large and diverse state like Pennsylvania is we have, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in Washington have a very, sometimes a very narrow view of a state like ours. They think it's Philadelphia in one part of the state, Pittsburgh in the other, and a few people in between. (laughs) What they don't realize is of our 67 counties, 48 of them are rural. And yet we have some huge urban areas. And so there's a lot of diversity and a lot of um, challenges. And it's a state sometimes where what is a huge issue in one part of the state is not even on the radar screen of the other part of the state. And that's just the nature of the the geographic and, and other diversity we have. So it is challenging, but it's a, it's a great privilege to be able to represent a wonderful state and to represent um, every corner of it. 
and I'll again I'll go back to what I said earlier. If if, if senators and House members are not blessed with really capable staff, a lot of young people, but people of all ages, uh, doing really good work for uh, not the greatest pay yeah. <laughs> and long hours, they they really they in in so many ways the the staff of Congress and even the staff of the executive branch they they are so essential to running our government and they. They're they're just um, really dedicated to public service, and we're fortunate to have the opportunity to work on behalf of the people of the state. Yeah, I know you have a lot going on. I'm sure each day. Just a couple last quick questions, uh, folks. Obviously, remember your dad uh, for his years of service uh, as governor of the state. Anything in yes. particular you admire or respect about him, and or something that he taught you about life, or in word or example, whatever it might be, that you carry with you. Wow, how much time do we have? <laughs> no, I, I was, I had, I had what every child w- would hope to have, and, and tragically, it's not the case with every child. I, mean, I was one of eight children who had two parents who had a not just a good marriage, but a you might even call it a storybook marriage, the the kind of marriage that that people really strive for. Mm. And they're, you know, from day one, the values that they tried to instill in us were so formative in terms of my, my upbringing. So to have great parents, and in my case to have been been uh, educated by eight years of IHM nuns and then eight years of Jesuits, I was pretty fortunate because combination of the values that my parents taught us, in addition to what the sisters and the, the Jesuit priests taught us, we were, I was pretty lucky and most I think that that any any member of our family would say the same thing. I think in public service, though, would, my father was in public office, my mother was not, but uh, he wouldn't be there unless she were with him every step of the way. But she, he, I, what he put a, a premium on is honesty, ethical conduct, and that's something you've got to live up to every day. It's not as if you can be honest and ethical for one year and then you know take a couple weeks off. You've got to you've got to earn the trust of the people every day. And that's a heavy burden on not just me, but any public official, because you've got to earn that every day. And if you fall short on one day, that can destroy a lot of that trust very quickly. So yeah. he uh, he placed a high premium on, on honest ethical conduct and did not have much tolerance for those who were not willing to go to the, you know, to achieve those high bars. Yeah. Well, and, la- and and maybe that dovetails into the last just closing question I had for you. Uh, I know our audience in Philadelphia and WFL is a speaking to what you were talking about, a praying audience. And we talk to the, uh, the listeners and say, you should pray for people who are in office. They need a lot of wisdom. Uh, anything come to mind that uh, people can pray for you about as they uh, as they think of your work? Well, I, I always need prayer and and uh, I try to turn to it. I probably don't turn to it enough, but. I think someone in my position can use uh, prayers um, and benefit from the prayers of the people who represent every day. And I, um, I should be praying for those um, for whom I work every day. And I probably don't do that enough, Hmm. but we just, I mean, really just prayers that we can, we can get things done that we're going to benefit, you know, benefit the widest possible audience. I do think that, one of those opportunities is upon us. We are in the early days now of uh, some major investments with regard to infrastructure, both both um, you know the physical infrastructure of the country as well as caregiving and lifting up families that that can benefit a lot of people. So we'll need prayers for wisdom and guidance and uh, 
and success. That's great. That's great. We'll do. Well, we take that seriously. And I think it's important people remember to do that and not just to kind of go with headlines or this or that, but to, you know, to, to take action in that regard as well. So we, uh, I really appreciate your time, Senator Casey. God bless you and have a great weekend. Tim, God bless you and your listeners. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Senator uh, Bob Casey, Pennsylvania, senior U.S. Senator on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. We have a brief break to take, and then we'll keep our fine broadcast rolling. Coming up just a few minutes from now, Philadelphia Eagles longtime NFL player David Akers will be joining us. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey, this weekend, Sunday morning at 8.30 and at 10.30 details on that at octabernacle.org. And as we go to our uh, break here, for fun, if you want to call in and win a gift card to uh, Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, call up right now. 800-560-WFIL. We'll take a random winner or two. 800-560-9345. If you've won in the past month, we ask you to sit this one out. But uh, otherwise, give a quick call and let's make a winner or two. 800-560-9345. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 424. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Hey, who do we have on the line here? Linda. Hi, Linda. Where are you from? Where are you at? I am from Philadelphia. I am at Center City. Okay. Well, we have a gift card for you to kick off your weekend. Is that nice? Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Have any big plans? I'm going kayaking. Whoa! At NASA Mixon. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. I think it's supposed to rain a little bit in the afternoon, both Saturday and Sunday, so maybe if you go the first part, it'll be a little easier. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Check the forecast. I'll uh, I'll put you on hold, Victoria, get your info. We'll get something out to you. Thank you very much again. You're welcome. You too. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, Victoria also had a caller, too, you were talking with. Who was the other person who called in? We had a Denise okay. from Philadelphia as well. All right. So Philly's uh, scoring large. Congratulations to Denise as well. Uh, yeah. The gift cards we do are nice and simple. They're $5.60 in conjunction with our frequency. I'd love to give you a $560 gift card, but we're trying to spread the wealth around. So they're courtesy of Reiner Chevrolet, and they're for Duncan, Panera, Rita's, and Wawa. And you can pick the one you want. Take a friend out for a cup of coffee and a donut or whatever you want to do. Get yourself a snack and a, a hoagie or something like that. And we do that every now and again. Sponsored by, uh, again, Brenner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Dave Peterson, owner-operator, presiding. Very glad to have that relationship in place and able to bless the listeners and just give you something fun to enjoy uh, from time to time. Our, uh, we sometimes do it by text and sometimes we do it through the phone and there are different ways about it. But it's just a thank you for listening in and hopefully encourage you also to connect with somebody else if you get a chance, again, over that cup of coffee or whatever it might be. Uh, forecast, speaking of which, just talking there a moment ago uh, about that 95 the high the rest of today with a lot of sun then some clouds a low of 74 tonight some sun for part of tomorrow then a couple of showers and thunder showers possible later in the day high 93 a lot of clouds a couple of showers and thunder showers possible for sunday a high of 86 phillies have a couple of games going on double header 
Game one underway just a little while ago against Miami. Whenever game one's done, they'll have a 30-minute break, and then game two kicks in later on tonight. Do keep in mind these are seven-inning games this year when there are double headers. After both those games, they have fireworks planned at the ballpark tonight. Also, game five of the NBA Finals tomorrow night at 9. Milwaukee and Phoenix currently tied at two games apiece. Uh, David Akers of the Eagles is going to be in town this weekend. Ocean City Tabernacle, Ocean City, New Jersey, and he'll be joining us shortly. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you, we had a fine conversation with Gunnar Nelson of the rock band Nelson. Their grandparents, Gunnar and his twin brother Matthew, had a big album out in 1990, a bunch of number one song or top whatever, 10, 20 songs, number one song. Their dad was Ricky Nelson and their grandparents, Ozzie and Harriet Nelson from the TV show and the radio show before that. They're at the Sellersville Theater tonight. I think it's six o'clock and nine o'clock. We have the podcast of that interview on our site, WFIL.com, right on the homepage. Uh, when we had Gunner on the program on uh, Wednesday, I asked him about the show. If folks want to go tonight and check it out, either of those um, either of those iterations, six or nine o'clock, what would they uh, see in store what they have there? Well, great. Hey, the Sellersville Theater is like one of the favorite places we've ever played. And uh, I think it's going to mark our 10th time uh, in our history that we've been there. We love the intimacy of it. And it's perfect for this particular show. Ricky Nelson, remembered, is best described as a high-energy rock concert meets an Annie biography episode. Um, <laughs> our dad was our best friend, and he was also arguably the most televised rock star in history. So when we put together a show to honor him and his half a billion singles that he sold in his career, <laughs> we, we, we actually punctuated it with a, re- a really great video that we put together from a lot of the specials that were done on TV of him. We tell stories behind the scenes, and uh, there's a lot of comedy to it and stuff, but you can really tell that it's a labor of love and it's done with honor and respect and, I mean, great tunes, too. You know, I mean, of course, you're talking about classics like Traveling Man, Hello, Mary Lou, Poor Little Fool, Lonesome Town, Believe What You Say, Garden Party. It's just a blast. And one thing that's different is that this is the first time we've done both a matinee show and an evening show. We've got two shows going on uh, right. at Sellersville. So this is going to be a lot of fun. That's great. That's this Friday, 6 till uh, six o'clock is the first show and 9 o'clock as well. Folks can get more info, st94.com. Uh, and as far as that goes, I mean, when, when do you remember uh, at the first uh, growing up, the first time it kind of dawned on you about who your dad was in terms of what he'd accomplished and say, hey, that's my dad. Wow. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I actually music was always around our house when we were growing up. We actually grew up during our father's second phase of his career. He had an early phase during the whole rockabilly years, obviously during the, the 50s, 58 through 63 yeah. was all those early rockabilly classics. And then the Beatles invaded America, Dylan and all that, and everything changed. And that second phase of our dad's career, when his friend Bob Dylan challenged him to be a writer and he started writing his own material for the first time, and he founded what the Rock Hall credits as the first true country rock band with his Stone Canyon band, was really what Matthew and I grew up with. There were always people around the house that we found out later were really famous people that were just kind of hanging out, writing songs. I mean, uh, George Harrison was our next door neighbor. Mama Cass Elliott was our babysitter. Uh, Bob Dylan was constantly over. Uh, the Laurel Canyon scene was going on uh, there in Hollywood at the time. Our dad was a big part of that. So, you know, at any given time, you'd have like a Jackson Brown over the house or Joni Mitchell or the guys in Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And, and that's what Matt and I grew up with. You know, our dad always had an acoustic guitar in his hand. He was always writing a song, and people were always singing. So for us, it was incredibly normal. And I didn't really realize how special our dad really was until, I mean, I was about seven years old, and there was a parent-teacher night and when I noticed that all of my teachers 
like showed up with their makeup all done. The first time I'd seen them that way, like dressed really nice. And that's when I realized, you know, my dad might be something special. That's Gunnar Nelson of the rock band Nelson. Uh, and as the interview progressed, I asked him about how he stays grounded because when you think about it, to have your grandparents have the longest running TV show, 14 plus years, 439 episodes or something in history. There, there, there's one other show, I think Good Morning Philadelphia or something has, uh, has longer seasons, but many fewer episodes. Uh, in any case, you know, you get the idea. Very popular program for many, many years, including on radio. And then your dad has number one songs. I think he had 16 top 10 hits on top of that. And then you yourself sell three million albums of your first. How do you stay grounded with all that? If you're talking back in the day, I think it was different back in the day than it is now. You know, we're family men now, and I think our families help keep us grounded. But yeah, a couple of things. I feel really blessed that I came into this world with a twin brother. We had some pretty tough times, and I don't think I could have handled it without having a, a, a partner with me the entire time who you know had the same background, the same dreams, and, and all that. And we really relied on each other really heavily, especially during sometimes we're breaking out and the music industry was changing and all that. If I didn't have a twin brother, that would be tough. Uh, I've got a great relationship with the Lord. That has always been the true north in my compass. And I also feel that actually meeting the fans out there who have gotten something from this music that we have made throughout the years, it really makes it all worthwhile. And especially in these tough times that we've been having lately, you know, people are starting to come out to shows again, which is great. People aren't buying into the fear anymore which is great and i'm in the right place at the right time i honestly feel that god put us on this planet for this moment in history right here and right now talk about being called to help people forget and escape from the realities that are you know basically shoved down everyone's throat on cnn we are the anti-cnn we're the ones that that you know you come in you know sing a song that you remember get some knowledge in rock and roll and American history and stuff that you never knew. But most importantly, we want you to leave feeling like you just saw a Rocky movie. That's what we want to do. And, you know, we're looking forward to bringing the show to Sellersville. And again, that's tonight at six and nine Gunnar Nelson of the band Nelson. The show is called Ricky Nelson. Remembered ST94.com gets you more info. We asked some other cool interviews, by the way, uh, percolating pastor Joe Foch from Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia and the straight from the heart radio program. Lord willing going to be joining us on Monday in studio, which will involve the opportunity for you to call in, too, as part of that when we had him in a year and a half ago or something. We had that, and it was neat to hear from listeners uh, so and get the chance to interact. And so that's a tentatively, well, scheduled in dark, dark pencil for Monday. DV means Deo Valente. My wife is from Brazil, and typically I will say Lord Willing or DV, meaning, you know, anything can happen over the weekend or you have to change plans. But DV, Lord Willing, Deo Valente, Pastor Joe will be in studio with us this coming Monday. We also have Michael Wilson, host of the Safe Money Radio program, which airs on WFIL every Saturday at noon. Chance to get to know where he's coming from more. That's uh, sometime next week, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday. Working on a few more, including a gentleman named Jeff Bergman. He's the voice of Bugs Bunny in the upcoming Space Jam, A New Legacy, and uh, a Yogi. He's Yogi Bear, the voice of Yogi Bear, does all these different voices. And uh, we're hoping to have him on the program as well in conjunction with some stuff that he's working on too. So all of those things are in the works, and uh, you're, you're certainly welcome to check out podcasts of our broadcast right on our homepage at WFIL.com, uh, starting with that uh, one that I just played the clip from, uh, Gunnar Nelson, is on our homepage at WFIL.com. Gary Cobb, who's joined us many times, also part of that Wednesday broadcast. His father passed away recently, and he just had some great stories to share and, uh, and, and stories of, 
uh, that make you laugh, but also of faith and in the Lord and how he was brought up. Uh, Gary joins us every now and again. We really appreciate that too. So check it out. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we appreciate your prayers and spreading the word too. The show can grow and hopefully be a blessing to others. Quick break. And then David Akers of the Eagles joins us in the Tim DeMoss show. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss show on AM 560 WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It is 438 on the Tim DeMoss show. Looking forward to concluding our program a little later on with now that's punny. Our fine pun segment. But first, we're more than eager to bring on board a longtime friend of the show. In fact, I think it was on one of the very first shows, if not the first show that we did several years ago. And in previous radio iteration, uh, radio show iterations, I've, I've done other stations and things. He's joining there, too. A longtime friend and a longtime NFL kicker, including a bunch of seasons with the Eagles. Lots of awards over the years. And he's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend talking about the one and only David Akers. How you doing, bud? Hey, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Welcome to town a little ahead of time. Going to be at the OC Tab on Sunday a couple of times. Yeah, actually heading up to East Stroudsburg right now. um, Do a little kicking clinic up there for St. Luke's University Hospital system. And then, um, yeah, heading over to my old stomping ground of Ocean City and going to enjoy some time with the uh, the folks over the tabernacle on Sunday morning. So looking That's forward great. to it. Yeah, a couple of services, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. as well, OC Tab, uh, octabernacle.org for info and all that. Uh, do you have a sneak peek, a little corner of what you might be talking about on Sunday? Are you still working on all that? Well, I think I was supposed to be in there last year, but a lot has taken place in the last 18 months. So in, in what I'm trying to work on is an encouragement for people and talking about this uh, kind of even you and I, before we even got on the air today, just there, there's so much fear out there right now. And it's in every aspect of our lives and kind of everywhere. And maybe there are a few of y'all that haven't had some heightened fears and anxieties out there, but what are we supposed to do with that? What does the Bible say about that? And um, ultimately, are we to kind of live down that that fear and anxiety in, in our lives, or did the Lord give us a different sort of spirit? And so that's kind of the sneak peek of into it. But uh, basically, the uh, the title is "Fear Not." Amen. You never hear that kind of a message too often. I'm sure it's easy to probably well, drift into that one way, or even if you're not really thinking about it. We'll definitely have different topics to to go in depth into it. So I don't want people like, oh, I'm, we're scared of everything in life. But no, <laughs> I think I think it's a reality of it's there. And where is that coming from ultimately? And where are we supposed to have our perspective? And, and where are we supposed to lean when we don't have the understanding? Yeah. Folks just tuning in, David Akers, Philadelphia Eagles, longtime kicker and uh, multiple-time pro bowler and all kinds of other accolades over the years. Our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show for a few minutes today. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. too. I've seen you speak before, including fairly recently, and uh, I know that you, uh, just to also paint a little bit of a picture, that you, you know, you, you'll interact with the audience, you'll even ask them a question or put your hand up if, right, it's not just people coming to watch you speak and just sit there passively. You, you like to get people involved as you can. I love to meet people in general. I mean, it's, it's actually nice to be back out on the road, if you will, doing two events this weekend and 
I uh, did one about a month ago, and it seems like things are cranking. I usually do about 30 different events a year, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue to do that um, as this this year progresses and, and get out more and more. So yeah. uh, some of the stuff from 19 got pushed this year. This year got pushed to next year, and, you know, we're getting some some calls back in. So what I the reason why I'm saying this is I love to go out and talk to – to engage with people and, and kind of hear their stories and stuff. So uh, that, that's kind of the reason why I do all this. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to be there and just come from the back, speak, leave. You know, I want to <laughs> talk to people, you know, so that's just kind of it, brother. Do you, do, you, do you think there'd be a little chance for a, a meet and greet or a chat between the services or, or after? Are you familiar? That's, that's that's generally what we've done in the past there at the tab. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if they've changed things at all, but usually I'm out there uh, talking with people coming in. To, to the uh, service and then, and then obviously um, and the changeover as well. So okay. yeah, absolutely, no, not a problem. Love love chatting with folks. You uh you wrote a book I guess last summer, winning in spite of nine biblical principles for turning hard times into personal growth, increased impact, and abundant life. Um, I know that's probably not easy to travel a lot. Do you happen? Might you have a few copies on hand uh, or you know, it's been a few more years than last year, brother. Time is flying by. Really. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I actually didn't bring any of this. I didn't bring anything because, again, I didn't know really what was going to happen, how people were going to react. So I'm going to be there. I'm, it's just me. And then we'll just kind of build from there going forward. Good. I was just excited to be back up in the area. And, and again, uh, some of the people may not know this, and I'll share this with them there. I mean, I, I live uh, a lot of times in the summer down in Ocean City. We had a place at 56 and Central. And so a lot of memories there for my family and, and, and for myself and relationships that'll last a lifetime. So again, for me being back there, uh, what the tabernacle's done and what it's meant to that island is, uh, is incredible. I mean, they, they really have had so much of an impact on that island. So that's just huge. I love that. Uh, but uh, if you take a second then, I know, yeah, you're right. It has been a little longer, but um just for folks, you know, because it's a labor of love, I'm sure, to put something in print. Just what that book was about uh, and, you know, a little bit of the backstory for that if folks want to pick it up. Sure, absolutely. And I still can get on Amazon and uh, Redemption Press. But ultimately, we're going to have trials, tribulations, and hardships in life. And how we respond to that is, is going to be the main the main aspect of what makes us better, you know, and understanding where we are, where we're going, and how we're supposed to kind of get there emotionally spiritually, physically, you know, in that type of mentality. And so we can have trials and tribulations, but how are we supposed to deal with that more on an eternal perspective instead of a, a temporal one? Very good. Very good. Uh, by the way, as far as this, uh, this weekend, Laura Story going to be doing the musical component, unless you plan to sing, you know, during the services earlier. I don't know if you Laura do. Story? I didn't, I didn't know she was supposed to be there. Yes. Seven o'clock free concert. So maybe. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever met her before or are you familiar with I her haven't. music, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No music, but uh, I, I've never crossed paths with her. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm not sure what your entire travel schedule is, but the, the Tabernacle often has, you know, a speaker in the morning, music at night. Sometimes the, the speaker in the morning happens to be a musician and they, then they just stay and do double duty, if you will. But that's part of the deal, and it's neat to have this partnership with uh, with the Tabernacle. I think it's 142 years they've been 
around and uh this this very proactive lineup each summer is is a neat thing to help listeners know what they can do if they go down and enjoy the weekend and i guess um what is it that you that uh, is it wakeboarding or what is jet skiing what do you do because i see your pictures on facebook too that you are very much into i don't know if you could do that when you're in town if that's possible in the ocean but uh no no we don't do that in the ocean uh so what i do is i'm a slalom skier where on the water and you go through a ski course and you have two entrance gates that are these orange buoys. And then you have to go around six buoys in and out the exit gate. And so basically what you do is once you get to a max speed. And so for me at my, at my age, my max speed is 34 miles an hour. Okay. And then you have a rope. And as you make the six buoys, you go and you shorten the rope and then you keep shortening the rope until you can't get six buoys. And then, you kind of compete against that. And so that's what I do. Uh, absolutely love it. It's, um, it's something that outside of football has gotten me to compete against myself, compete against others, even though I'm relatively new to it. I've just had a blast kind of learning how to do it. So all that kind of being said, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm into. There is one not too terribly far, uh, from ocean city it's down in in vineland area i believe okay so there there is that uh, called dividing creeks i haven't haven't visited there yet and then the head meter or chief meteorologist for for abc cecily tynan she's a big water skier as well and so she generally skis in this uh, little small place in south jersey okay so long story short is i uh, i love to to get out and ski as much as I can. I, I've skied some tournaments and uh, it, it, it's had a great community as well that has kind of embraced me. So I, I love it. Keeps me in shape. I will tell you, it is very difficult. Looks a whole lot easier than it is. Oh. And I think that's part of the, uh, the love for me as far as the challenge. I was going to say, I mean, I've gone tubing and I find that difficult. <laughs> so to, to do what you're doing, I'm like, I can imagine it's much more, you see the water spraying everywhere. Like, Oh, that must be fun and refreshing. But I bet it's a lot more no, tense. It's not fun. It's not, it, it's not, there's nothing about it that says it's fun. Re- if you like to be propelled and I mean, there, there's times where the pro skiers are skiing 36 miles an hour. If they're 38, 39 off there, there's talks that the acceleration from the buoy, they ski at 36 miles an hour instead of 38, or excuse me, 36 instead of 34. But if they accelerate from the buoy to the center line, they say it's the fastest acceleration in all the sports wow. to from about 35 miles an hour to close to 70 at that short line length. And think about a pendulum just being slung across, and then you got to hit the brakes, figure out a way to, to make the turn, get out get outside the buoy. Now understand this, this is kind of a different thought. You have the pylon that goes out to the buoy. Well, it's 37 feet, six inches. Well, if you're skiing at 38 off, the, the line doesn't even reach the buoy. So you have to be completely stretched around to even get to it. Wow. So it, it's, it's really fascinating. If you could sit in a boat and watch somebody, you would be, absolutely like oh my goodness i can't believe how close you are to the boat and how fast you're going it's just the eye catches it completely different than camera i show you a video of it you're like oh that's cool you sit in the boat and you're like oh my gosh it's kind of like going to a nascar race you watch it on tv it's one thing you sit on the pits 
it's a whole different perspective. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Well, I know you got plenty going on today. Thanks for taking time to give a quick call in. And uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. If you have it in you, eat once an eagle, always an eagle. Have you had an initial quick thought on the year to come? It's to come a big question mark, but possible optimism? Or what do you think? Man, I don't even know right now. It's going to be interesting to see because there's just so many new parts that are going into it. I, I, I wouldn't expect much. I would hope for the best and expect the worst, one of those things. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. We'll see. Nick Sirianni looks like an interesting guy. I'm curious how his energy and – but I think he's very knowledgeable. We'll work with Frank Reich. I'm sure he's learned plenty. So we'll see how that goes. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, time will tell. I know John Gannon, defensive coordinator. He's a Louisville grad, great guy, works his tail off. Uh, I think he'll do a great job on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I know Tyler Brown, who's working with the kickers th- these days, and um, that's Randy Brown's son who's down with the Ravens, and he, he does a great job. So I think you'll see so, some positive movements. It's just a matter of it's going to take a couple of years to get there. Hey, David, if folks are interested down the road, if they can't make it to the tab this weekend or but they'd like to maybe have you in for a speaking event at some point or even a kicking event or the different things you do, is there a best way to try to look you up? Just type, yeah. just Google your name or is there a site? Yeah, or Google my, yeah uh, greenacrespromotions.com. You can go on there and you can see any sort of submissions, whether it's kicking or you can send me a, a request uh, for a speaking event. And then a lot of times Premier Speakers Bureau takes care of it as well. So okay. uh, any, any of those people would be great. And I uh, would love to, to get back out on the road and, and, and talk to the wonderful people, not only in, in the uh, Delaware Valley area, but around the country. I love flying all around, meeting new folks, and seeing new things. That's great. Well, God bless you, my friend. Lord, I pray a blessing on David this weekend. Give him strength and energy and joy as he serves and meets people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, brother. I appreciate you and uh, love to your family, man. You too. Have a great rest of your day. You too, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, longtime Eagles kicker David Akers. Again, at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. A totally free deal. And then in the evening, Laura Story doing music at 7. Details at octabernacle.org. Brief break, and then we're looking forward to capping off this program and this week with our Now That's Punny segment. That's just a couple moments away on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.54 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Before we get to our pun segment, Victoria, I, I don't think I told you, but you know our dog, Moose? He, yes, uh, I do. Yeah, well, my wife and I thought we would save some money and buy a hair clipper kit thingy so we don't have to take him to the groomer. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, probably some. Dogs do not like getting groomed, <laughs> so I'm eager to hear this. Well, you kind of summed it up. He was not a fan. <laughs> Uh, my wife did the detail work. I am basically hugging him and holding him and trying to keep him at, at bay with snacks. Our, at one point, there were three of us involved. I'm holding his, the bulk of his body. My wife is working on one part of him. Oh, no. And our daughter is giving him his normal food plus cheese, like making little combos. <laughs> but every three seconds to distract them from the fact that, hey, why are you shaving my leg? Did this uh, include nail clippings? It no. It was that? just the hair part. But there were seven iterations where we after we like let him go after a while like, hey, we gotta get, take a break here we looked at it we're like uh i think you missed Uh-oh. a lot of the spots oh my goodness 
uh, three hours later. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure that we will ever do this again. Well, there's always the groomers. <laughs> That's, they can deal that. They can well, deal with that for you. Yeah, well, you know, we're trying to save some money, and we may try it again. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> But in any case, that said, in honor... Shark Moose um, is much cooler now. He, he actually looked... When I texted the picture to our son in Florida, his words were, in capitals, oh, no. <laughs> With all his exclamation points. Because he was such a furball. And then he looked like, what happened? You gave him yeah. a buzz cut. You got to do it for the summer a little. Uh, well, we're hoping he's appreciating it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so today's first pun is in honor of Moose. Uh, he is rather sleek now. He's also very smart. The other day, I actually asked Moose what six minus six was, and he said nothing. (laughs) Very nice. Victoria, how can you tell if a tree is a dogwood tree? How can you tell? By its bark. (laughs) Dog approves. Why? (laughs) We get a new sound effect, and that's the only one we're going to play today. (laughs) Why was the burglar so sensitive? Why? Because he always took things personally. Uh Uh-oh. You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) Hey, Vic, did you hear about the butcher who backed into his meat grinder? I I did not. He got a little behind in his work. My mom always said that life (laughs) is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Victoria, what did Batman say to Robin before they got in the car? Let's hear it. Robin, get in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do you make seven even? Uh, Sorry, still crickets. Um, I don't know. How how do you? Take away the S. All right, all right. That's a good one. I was on Amazon last night and I ordered a chicken and an egg. I'll let you know. He's looking at you, kid. Which comes first. What did the photon say when asked at the airport if she needed to check a bag? What? No, thanks. I'm traveling light. (laughs) By the way, speaking of my wife, did I tell you uh, how I fell in love with her when I was in the middle of a backflip? I was heels overhead. Thank you. And now, and that'll do it for our fine broadcast. Vic, have a great weekend. Thank you, Tim. You too. And, and everyone look, else. Yeah, we'll have a wonderful weekend. Look forward to doing it on Monday. Grab the podcast on our homepage too later on. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.